I think frustrations of your space not functioning right or just kind of being drab and dreary, that can have such an impact that you might not even notice right away. It's so sub it's so in your subconscious. And and when something is just changed drastically that fits your lifestyle and your personality and everything, it just has so much impact. Hustle culture is cute in theory, but eventually it leads to burnout and lack of fulfillment. Then again, as enticing as it sounds to sit in meditation for years as a monk, abandoning Western culture altogether is not really an option for most of us. So where is the in-between? I like to think of it as a world where dreaming big and living slow coexist. I'm Tia, host of Dream Big Live Slow, a podcast for entrepreneurs like myself seeking a life of soul-filled work that still allows time for those slow moments that make us feel the most alive. Join me as we break down realistic mindfulness tools used by real entrepreneurs working towards a life of both dreaming big and living slow. Also, be sure to check out the end of every solo cast episode for free guided meditations. All right, let's do this thing. My friends, this is such a good episode. Holy cow. Okay, we talk all about slow living on this podcast. Chelsea of Chelsea Home is bringing us all the insight into ways you can make your space more mindful and to help encourage slow living. And I think it's a very important piece of the mindfulness puzzle of mindful living and slow living puzzle to incorporate home into that. And I'm just so grateful that she, that we had Chelsea on the podcast. I can't wait for you to hear more from her. First, you know the drill. Share this episode if you're listening or just let us know that you're listening by sliding into our DMs or writing a review or tell a friend about this podcast. We're just so grateful that you're here and means everything that you take time to listen and get some wisdom from these incredible guests that we have. Okay, sending all my love and I hope you love, love, love. Miss Chelsea. Hello, everyone. I am so, so excited because today I have Chelsea Preuss of Chelsea Home on the show. She is, she works in the online space and is an interior designer, but her specialty and her zone of genius um, is helping people create spaces that encourages the important things in life and um, slowness and mindful living. And we have so much to dive into. Chelsea, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to dive in today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course, of course. So can you start by kind of telling us more about what you do? Because it's very unique, um, the services you offer people for interior design. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I have been an interior designer for about 10 years. And it wasn't until the last few years that I really started to live more holistically myself and really start to bring that into my services and and what I do. So 
I am specialized in kitchen and bath design. So I help clients essentially take an existing space that isn't working for them. Maybe it's outdated. Maybe the layout isn't working for them functionally. And so whether that's existing house that needs a remodel or a new build, new construction, I essentially learn about my client's lifestyle. If if there's one person living in the house or four people, it doesn't really, it's just taking everybody's unique things about them. And essentially, I start with a questionnaire. So I like to get to know the people that live in the house, whether it's their activities that they're involved in, in their house, outside of the home, the lifestyle they live of, you know, with the kitchen, are they active in cooking and baking? Are they, are they, is that something they want to get into, but really can't right now because their kitchen isn't exactly set up for that and it doesn't inspire that. And as far as I have a lot of clients who love to entertain and their house isn't set up for um, being able to entertain. And, and so a lot of it is just in learning a little bit about the, the client's lifestyle and what they're looking to bring in with their house and how they want to attract these different goals and things that align with them and bring that forth in interior design. So essentially, once I get to learn more about my clients, I do start with space planning. (laughs) And then from there, space planning is all about the flow of the space and the space requirements. And so it's about thinking about traffic patterns and you know, how many people are going to be in each space on like a daily or weekly basis, um, really setting up your home to flow. And then from there, it gets into kind of the construction phase of creating construction drawings and helping my clients take all of the ideas and everything and bring it forth on plans that they can then give to their contractors to help them go forward with the work. And yeah. (laughs) Very cool. And so you also do a lot about, or a lot involving, you know, like more than just the technical side, more than just, you know, making it look pretty. It's all, you know, intentional and encourages, you know, that slow living and using your home mindfully. So Can you tell us more about some of the ways that you help your clients do those things and how, you know, you help them create a space that inspires them? Yes. My favorite ways are the biggest one for me is, is simplifying and kind of along the lines of minimalism and not going as far as, you know, having, you know, three shirts in your closet and a chair, but just kind of figuring out what that is for my clients and, you know, asking yourself, what is like the 
what is the least amount of stuff I can live with? Because I feel the more stuff we have, the more cluttered our house gets, whether it's things you can see or opening a closet and just having things fall out. We're consistently buying and buying and buying. And uh, it's just kind of starting to ask yourself before you purchase of like, do I really need this? And going through the things you already own and things that, you know, I think the best way for me to do this was essentially packing up all my things and only taking out what I remembered I had and what I needed to use because I would say 80% of the rest was just, I I forgot I had it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so... I think that has been the biggest thing that has really taken a lot of stress out of my life. I'm no longer shopping. You know, I don't have to feel like I need to keep up with anybody. I just have like a few of my favorite things and the things that I absolutely need to live with every day. So minimalism and or simplifying, whichever (laughs) term you want to use, has been a big, has probably been the biggest thing for me. Can you talk about then that connection? Because, you know, your environment has so much to do with your mental clarity, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about, did you notice anything there in terms of mental clarity as well? Yes. Yes. Uh, When I started simplifying my home, it really allowed me more time to sit with myself and think about like what I wanted to attract in my life Mm. and be intentional with what I wanted to achieve. And minimalism for me too, was um, not just about things that are physical, but also the things that were distracting me from my life goals. For me, that was TV. (laughs) So I, I unplugged my TV, I put it in a closet, and I didn't watch it. And it was hard. It was a hard habit to break because I fell into that for where I'd binge watch TV for four hours a day. And it just became, I just became really, you know, behind in work, depressed, anxious, because I wasn't like keeping up. I wasn't seeing friends. I just kind of used it as a form of escape. And so I really think it's about people asking themselves, you know, like, what am I trying? What are my goals? And what in my home is distracting me from obtaining those? Wow, that's really powerful, I think. (laughs) So how did you even get into this line of work? Can you talk about your story here to entrepreneurship, to being an interior designer and like, you know, going out on your own and doing this entirely kind of online now too. Yeah. So I got into interior design when I was 15. I worked at a hardware store, which is in a very small town. (laughs) Uh, And they had a lot of home decor there because the hardware stores in little towns essentially sell everything. You find everything you possibly could need at this one store, right? Yeah. Um, and so I started styling with home decor and I really, really liked the balance 
liked how I could balance things with different heights and textures and everything. Didn't know interior design was a career at all. I knew that people like made houses look pretty, but for me, it was all about like the balance, the math and everything. And I actually had people pull me into looking into interior design. They kept saying that I had like a natural talent and I was set on being a veterinarian (laughs) for a while because I loved animals. But I, I did look into interior design and just loved the architectural side of it. I loved knowing that there was so much purpose behind it and just the, the science and the, the math that's involved. And so I, yeah, I went to school for interior design. I graduated and worked for six years uh, for design build firm. Uh, in Minnesota. And I really learned a lot from all of the parts of it, uh, working with clients, uh, designing, of course, the construction phase, the business side of it, just seeing how businesses work. But I grew kind of tired of working for someone else. I hated having one week of vacation a year and I I didn't like that I didn't really get to choose what clients came to me. And so a lot of projects that I did like had meaning for the most part that I was like making them happy by creating a beautiful functional space, but there was something that was missing for me and I didn't know at the time, but I just kind of followed my heart and fell into entrepreneurship and I moved to a smaller town and I really was forced to slow down because I would no longer had a nine to five. I didn't know what to do. (laughs) It just was hard for me. I would wake up every morning and and just feel like I had to be doing something. And um, eventually I just kind of allowed myself to just be free because that's what I wanted to have. And I started, you know, traveling the world and learning things from a different perspective of like being in different countries and seeing how people lived in other countries. And especially Europe, people live so minimally uh, and that really inspired me. I really started to take my practice of minimalism further, I started implementing uh, more natural products into my home, more natural foods, everything I brought into my home, I wanted to be healthy. I didn't want it to be based in chemicals and harmful things that go into our bodies. And yeah, I became a plant mom. (laughs) Plants are an amazing way to bring nature into your house. And they also clean the air of toxic chemicals, such as formaldehyde. And yeah, and that has really led me to where I am now, bringing this like full circle into my work. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of wondering, like, you know, where did you get this deeper 
motivation, I guess, yeah, to to like impact others' lives in this way. Yes. Can you talk about you know some of the ways that you people can? I guess okay. Let me start this question over. Can you talk about some of the ways that people can? make small changes without like big budgets, I guess, besides, you know, minimalism just, or even, yeah, any other tips you have for minimalism, but you know, how can you change up your space where you don't have to completely reconstruct your house? (laughs) Yes. Uh, I do, you know, in the holistic aspect, aside from like decluttering and simplifying and, you know, starting to incorporate more natural products and things into your house. With a smaller budget, uh, I actually have a rental that I had a very, very small budget with. um, And so I didn't have money to completely remodel it. Paint worked wonders. Uh, Just, you know, painting everything white for me was the way to go because it really brightened up the space and that just makes me personally feel inspired, you know, adding plants. I have done a lot of shopping at thrift stores and, you know, adding like little pieces from either thrift stores or, or antique stores uh, into my space. I feel like they tell such an incredible story. They're full of um they just are so, you know, the pieces are so unique and yeah. Yeah. I noticed that with my, um, with my travels as well, you know, collecting pieces that really are meaningful and tell a story. And, you know, when we bought our house, it was like, we really took the time to, to slowly add things in instead of going out and buying all the decor it was like mm-hmm. well we have these pieces that tell a story how what if we had a, all of our pieces yes. telling like a really cool story about us and our family yes. and um you know our lives and i think that makes it so much more special your space mm-hmm. yes i i agree i think it's about being so intentional about what you know, what you're, you're trying to convey and what story you're trying to tell through your home. And also, you know, thinking about your goals yes. of, you know, if you're looking to travel more, you know, is your home, does that speak travel? If you can think of your home as a vision board uh, where you can manifest the things that you want through what you're looking at every day. Um, and so with travel, you know, if you're trying to travel more, some examples are, you know, a globe or, you know, things that you've, t- you've gathered from your travels, uh, photos of you from your travels. And this can be done in other ways, too, as far as, you know, if you're trying to bring in a relationship into your life, are things like set up for you, are things set up in your home? in pairs do you have pairs of like nightstands do you have pairs of pillows do you have pictures of people in pairs or you know does it look like you're single <laughs> wow that's so powerful and it and that's totally okay <laughs> yeah i think about that in just 
you know, establishing routine, for example, a meditation routine, like that's Mm -hmm. what I, I speak to a lot of, but, you know, establishing a meditation practice. It's like, if you make a meditation corner, it's like, you're going to see that every day. Making a space special really helps you build routine too. Exactly. Yes. I, I feel that too. I have been trying to meditate, you know, every day and make that a routine and a, a practice. And it is so important to have a place that feels calming and a space that you can go to specifically for that. And I do think that that makes all the difference. And just also taking away the distractions. Yes, absolutely. From whatever is keeping you from that. Yes. Environment is so huge in mm-hmm. in just inspiring you in anything too. So does it does it help you inspire you creatively as well, your space? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so I actually have my rental house in South Dakota. I lived here for about a year and then my boyfriend and I went off to Los Angeles to allow him to pursue his dream. And the space I have here is so inspiring to me. Uh, And then moving to an apartment with just nothing (laughs) definitely made all the difference. I do know that I have to like, you know, start setting that to be an inspiring space for me, but just to see the like black and white difference of how important it is. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we felt, we experienced that when um, we were moving and our house was not finished before we had to be out of our, out of our rental. And we had to live in the basement with a ton of boxes and, you know, clutter and, you know, that is how I would describe myself internally when my external was that way. It's like, um, so cluttered and chaotic inside as well during that time. So, yeah, I I can totally relate (laughs) to that. Yeah. So do your clients, you know, when you help do these things for them, I mean, what are, what's their response? I mean, what, what do they find the most benefit in with some of the work that you do with them? Yeah, um, I get so much joy from my clients because I just hear from them the experiences that the changes in their home have made. I have clients that have started cooking more in their kitchen with their kids or, you know, they, they're proud, they're, I don't want to say proud, but just so excited to be able to entertain again and like have people over and have the space set up to allow that people just feeling happier every day, like, you know, because I think frustrations of your space not functioning right or just kind of being drab and dreary, that can have such an impact that you might not even notice right away. It's so sub it's so in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. And and when something is just changed drastically that fits your lifestyle and your personality and everything. It just has so much impact. Yes. I love that. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I lost my train of thought because something you said, and that's what I was like, I was like, Oh, something she said. I really wanted to ask that question. Okay. But let's, let's get into a little bit about, you know, you're inspiring your clients 
but how do you kind of stay aligned in your mission and in your purpose? Because, you know, most of our listeners are entrepreneurs or career-driven individuals usually. So, you know, how how do you kind of stay motivated to do this deeper work? For me, it's all about asking myself if I'm excited about it Mm -hmm. because I do get a lot of inquiries that I just am not excited about because they're not aligned with my purpose. And, and I, and as much as sometimes I would like to make (laughs) a living, it's just not worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just, really following my heart and, and not letting kind of leaving money off the table (laughs) because it, it doesn't come down to money for me. It comes down to, you know, doing work that is aligned with what I want because I feel like I'll attract more of it. I do believe that. I believe that if I turn something down, like something more aligned will come. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so important to to say no to projects that are not aligned yeah. if you can, yeah. if if you can, because uh, I've noticed it recently of, you know, I've taken on some projects that maybe haven't feel felt as aligned. And guess what? I don't have time for the ones that are actually yeah. coming in that I would ideally like to do, you know, or to put my efforts somewhere else that could potentially attract um, what I am looking to do. Yes. So it very much, very much uh, plays out that way. Yes, exactly. Can you talk a little bit? I was thinking about some of the like psychology of your space as well. Do you have any tips about, you know, using your space to like m- put yourself in a certain mood? Does your space affect mood? I'm sure it does. Yeah. So like, do you have any any tips for for mood as well with that? Yes. Actually, that is a very exciting question. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Yes. There's so much psychology involved in interior design. Uh, Just an example with color, blues and greens are meant to be more calming. Blue actually can be an appetite suppressant. And so you're not supposed to use it in your kitchen. <laughs> a lot of people joke that, you know, maybe that's what they want. <laughs> but if you think about it, uh, there's a lot of restaurants that use red in their branding and their interior design because it is the opposite of an appetite suppressant and they want you to eat all their food. <laughs> wow. But Blues and greens are very calming. So they're, you know, great to use in spaces like bedrooms, even bathrooms. And colors like red, orange, those are going to be colors that are more, you know, invigorating or inspiring. Just a lot more, a lot brighter, more (laughs) brighter colors. Yeah. Just are more inspiring and they wake you up. And so those, you know, you can use in spaces that you want to feel that way, like an office or, you know, a game room. 
rooms like that. Okay. And yeah. And then as far as like darker rooms are going to make you feel a lot more cozy and content versus, you know, a, a white room that feels more inspiring and just kind of lively. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So paint is clearly huge. The colors. Paint is is big one. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And when it comes to like minimalism and getting started with that, what are some little ways, you know, little things that people could do like today to minimize their home? Yes. I need a second for that one. Um, No worries. Trying to think of how I how I started. It wasn't easy at first. (laughs) Or if you have any resources even for people to get, you know, to learn more about it. Yeah. And also if I cut you off too quickly on the psychology question, we can go back to it as well, but. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. I was, the only other thing I was going to mention was like nature, like natural elements. If you want to go back to it. Yeah. Do you maybe want to tell me more about that though? Um, any other, you know, psychology pieces to enhance your mood in your space? Yeah. Natural, natural elements, uh, are great because nature is very calming. You know, I, I personally feel that way. I love na- I love being in nature. I love camping. I love hiking. I was grow. I grew up fishing and, uh, And so bringing elements like wood or fire into your house, as far as candles go, um, just very natural textures, uh, jute, uh, you know, linen, even natural colors. So it's not just like you have to be a plant lady. No, (laughs) you don't. Like you can also bring in textures and stuff. Okay. Because I kill all my plants and it's very sad for them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes I and and two I hear a lot of people who kill their plants I I have three plants that are like the easiest to take care of if you are looking to be a plant person uh, I would suggest pothos zizi plants and snake plants they don't need a lot of light and they don't need a lot of watering. If you overwater them, they'll probably still live. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have killed so many uh, desert plants. I cannot, I cannot have desert plants. <laughs> Is that because you overwater? I do. I care too much. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, cool. So when you're like, because this this episode, this podcast is called Dream Big, Live Slow. Um, When you think of that, that like sweet spot between doing the two, Mm -hmm. you know, what comes to mind? What practices, what, you know, intentions come to mind? Yeah, I have, I love the name of your podcast. I think it's perfect and so smart. (laughs) Thank you so much. I as an entrepreneur, I, and just in general, I've always had, I've always dreamed so big. I have so much ambition. I have so much passion. Uh, and it's so important to slow down. Right. <laughs> uh, because, 
you know, it takes so much energy to be an entrepreneur, especially when you're starting out and you're taking on like 10 jobs, you know, handling your social media and the business aspect of it. And then your clients and, you know, trying to inspire people. It's just, it's a lot. And I have found that the perfect balance is allowing myself time if I'm feeling overwhelmed just to shut everything off and fall into slow living and just incorporating that even just my everyday of like waking up in the morning and, you know, not starting off by working, but going for a walk and, you know, having my breakfast and then getting into work and then allowing myself another break to kind of slow down from that because I find that I'm a lot more productive. I'm a lot more inspired. I'm just happier. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, When you, when you find the balance between the two. Yes. I love that. And I think it's kind of like what you said with, you know, making your space, how you want to live, who you want to be in. It's like the same in structuring your day in a way where if you don't want to be consumed with the wrong things and starting your day very intentionally and st- mm-hmm. doing starting your day with the person you want to be, you know, like kind of influences your, your entire day. So yeah, it really does. I love that. Well, Chelsea, how can people work with you if they want to work with you? And this, this episode is going to be airing in October. So do you have, you know, how can people work with you coming up, I guess? Yeah. So I have a very exciting launch happening end of October where my services and everything will be kind of revamped to have everything holistic added into them, which is very exciting. Uh, so starting November, I'll start taking, you know, application to work with me, whether it's a kitchen remodel, a bathroom remodel, a new home, even smaller services, and also vacation rentals, which is exciting. So whether it's your personal home or your vacation rental, and you're looking to create spaces that really change lives, create experiences, moments, really be important things in life. That's what I'll be offering in the near future. Amazing. Okay. And do they find you on Instagram website, both? Yes. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Chelsea home. uh, And then my website is www.chelseahome.com. Perfect. Chelsea, thank you so much. I feel like this work is something so important in mindful living, the piece of mindful living that people maybe neglect. And thank you so much for sharing your expertise, expola, your expertise <laughs> with us. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Such a good episode. Am I right? Am I right? Okay. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved it as much as I did. And um, I hope you go find Chelsea on the interwebs. She is one beautiful, insightful human. Like I mentioned, I am officially launching 
some group coaching starting in the beginning of 2022. And I want you guys all to just have that on your radar. We'll start with some free meditation sessions for sure. And then I will be offering group coaching. So keep it on your radar if you're interested in learning more about mindfulness and meditation and about dreaming big and living slow and finding that sweet spot. All my love to you. Please connect with us online if you listened and love this episode. And I hope you just have the most beautiful day and big virtual hugs to you. All my love.